Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. Got Mr. Barry Coleman on another episode of Understand the Nursing Game. And we got a very, very, very special guest with us today. But uh, before we get to the guest, let's do the quote of the day. All right. Quote of today. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. And that's by the late, great Kobe Bryant. So um, I think that applies to this young lady. I have been on her uh, social media page and she have uh, accomplished quite a few things. And so I want her to share with the world her uh, nursing journey and um, what was her um, her routine to achieve such a, a great level that she's on now. So, hey, with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Miss Casey Green. How you doing today, Miss Green? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, I'm going to start this show out like I do every every other show. Tell everybody where you're from. From Maryland. Maryland. What part of Maryland? Now, you can't just say Maryland now. Well, I'm now from Aberdeen, but I was from Columbia before. Columbia, Maryland. That's where you grew up? Yep. Wow. Okay. Is that close to Baltimore? Yes, it is. Oh. It's it's right in the middle of D.C. and Baltimore. Oh, okay. Okay, then. I just interviewed a, a young lady. Her name is East Nurse Bay. And um, she's from Baltimore too. So I was just uh, you know, I was just wondering, is that like the suburbs of Baltimore? Or? So it's about 20, like 25 minutes away from Baltimore. Okay, then. All right. So uh go ahead and tell everybody how you got into nursing. So I always wanted to do it, but when It came time, like I applied for schools, but despite being growing up in suburbs, my parents did not have money for school and no money. So my mom was looking at a newspaper and she saw an ad for the local community college and that they, you just had to show up. So we showed up and they were like, oh, you have to take these tests that I didn't study for at all because I didn't know that I had to do any. So they were like, oh, you have to take these tests. Well, turns out they're replacement tests, but I didn't know. So I just went and took them and we didn't know what the scores meant. So my mom went to school at some little rinky dink college in Indiana. And my dad went to a tech school in DC. So they didn't know anything about like applying to college. And my mom just kind of, it was like when my mom went to college, she just applied and she just got in. Like there was no placement tests or anything. So when I went, we're like, what do the numbers mean? 
And one of the uh, people were like, oh, this is like really good. This is a high, like high score. And I'm so everything kind of fell into place. And I started nursing school at the community college. And then I got a full scholarship and everything. So I went through nursing school. And then when I got out, that's when I started at the hospital. And it's kind of been since then. I started in, I didn't want to work in the hospital in the suburbs. I wanted to like go someplace where it was going to be needed. So I started working in Baltimore City. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Hey, that's a lot, lot going on now. Now, first thing first, I have found out it's a trend that most people from like, I would say about 24, 25 to about 45, 50, that range, the nurses, most of those nurses, their parents did not really go to school or didn't really know the route or how to prepare their kids for that moment. Now that you have, uh, you live through the experience, I don't know if you have kids or whatever, but for someone that's in high school now, what are some advice you would give them right now to help prepare them for that journey? Yeah. So I don't have kids. I'm only 28. I did the whole straight from high school, straight to college and all that. But I would say if somebody's in high school and they're interested in nursing, go the community college route. It saves you a lot of money, saves you a lot of time. Community college is not the 13th grade. I am proof of that. Sometimes people say that. When I went to community college, people would say it all the time. And I went to a community college that was like well known for how prestigious it is for a community college. But there's no shame. At the end of the day, nobody cares where your nursing degree came from. But definitely if you're in high school and you're interested in nursing, look at the community colleges. I mean, I got scholarships, so I didn't pay anything. But even if I would have had to pay the loan, my whole associate's degree program was $5,000. My entire Fred's prereqs and the program. My bachelor's degree alone was 15 grand. I also didn't pay for that. But you have to find like ways to find people that are going to pay like for you to go to school. If you have to commute to a community college, you know, look and see if you're going to go that route and you're interested in looking, look at how much it costs and what kind of scholarships they have available for the students there, because you can get your whole education paid for. And that's like a secret. And I tell my students all the time, like I help them find scholarships. They don't know how to like work, how to find them and how to get them without doing like all these weird applications just through the college you go to. Okay, so I'm assuming, describe that process. When you got a uh, nursing student in front of you that's naive, don't know the scholarship process, elaborate on how you went about gaining scholarships to pay for your schooling. Because that right there, that's a learned skill. A lot of people do not know how to do that. So I want you to illustrate that before we get back to your nursing journey. Yes. So just real quick, I have five community college degrees and one bachelor's and I don't have any debt. I didn't pay for any. I got scholarships for everything. So the biggest thing is when you go look at whatever, like whether you go to a four-year school, two-year school, any school, look and see what kind of scholarships they have on their page. A lot of times people are not aware, even if you don't qualify for the FAFSA, you still qualify. The FAFSA is the government giving you money, like the Pell Grant and other things. And even if you don't qualify for that, 
still do the scholarship application for the college you're applying to or that you've been accepted to because there are scholarships specifically that are given to the school from outside companies. Like I got a Kaiser Permanente scholarship and that paid for my entire nursing school. And then I got other scholarships to pay for books. And also if you're interested, if you're in the nursing program, as soon as you're accepted into the program, a lot of colleges, which I've learned from helping other people at schools other than the school I went to and I teach at, I've learned that a lot of places, they have scholarships for people that are in nursing once you get into the program and once you're accepted and you start clinical, you start to get all of the benefits of being in the program. And also another thing too, is looking at a program that once you declare as a healthcare major with the pandemic and with this nursing shortage, a lot of places will give you in-county tuition or even some places will give you in-state, but for it's more for two-year colleges they'll give you tuition in county, which already saves you $1,000 off the top. And once you get into their program or you declare as a major officially, you get the in-county tuition so you can save that money as well. Man, you just saved some thousands of dollars. Yes. Including me, because I'm in school now. You know what? I was working and uh, I was just, you know, living off my own salary. But uh, it, it makes no sense for me to do that. When there's scholarships out here. Thank you for that. Well, and especially because the other thing is like my bachelor's got paid through my hospital. So if you go the associate degree route, you get your associate's degree, you have $5,000. If you had to take out loans to augment, you most of the time they try to make it so you don't, especially if you're going to a community college. And some places even have completion grants where they give you money to finish your community college degree. And then why I say community college first is because then, like I did, I started working as a nurse and they paid for me to go to school. And I did it while I was working. So it took longer. But at the end of the day, I didn't pay for anything and they paid for it. And then by the time I was done, I took two years to do my bachelor's because I was like, I'm not in a hurry. And by the time I was done, I had given them their service commitment as well. So if I wanted to move someplace else, I could. And I went to University of Maryland and I also worked at University of Maryland because they pay for your tuition. So if you work for a place that they give a good tuition reimbursement, you get that and they pay for it. And it's like the secret that like nobody knows, like you don't have to put yourself in a whole bunch of debt to care for people. Man. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you. You are saving people from financial death because uh, yeah, some yeah. people, let's just be honest, most nursing students probably go to a bachelor four-year school. They graduate with dollars $50,000. I think I graduated with like 40 some. So um, that's, that's normal. I understand exactly what you're saying. Thank you for the information. I would like to pivot off of that and ask you, what were some of the struggles that you had while you was in nursing school? I know you reached out or you tried to gain some scholarships. So I, I just, I would like to know What are some of the struggles that you had in nursing school? Yeah. So for me, I didn't have anybody like the hardest part for me was I didn't have anybody in my family, all the nurses who had been nurses, they had all passed away. So it was like me and my parents and they kind of didn't know anything about it. I didn't have when I started, I had friends that were in nursing school too, but I didn't have a bunch of friends that were nurses. So 
I knew people that were going through programs, but I didn't know that. And then on top of it, like being poor, <laughs> like you can't, you can't go and buy like every single textbook that you want for nursing school. Right. So for me, not having any clue, like I started just, it was a struggle because it was a lot of time and I had to work to help pay bills with my parents. So I worked like six jobs through nursing school. So time management became like a really big struggle at first. Oh, I did every odd job. I worked in a nursing home. I did nannying. I picked up kids from daycare. I worked at a preschool, anything that you could get paid for. And it was reputable <laughs> payment. I would like offer to pick up kids from sports games. I would have like a whole car seats all in my car because I was like, you know, anything that can help pay for gas. Cause again, my parents had, when I say no money to give, like they're not, they're in a good place, but they didn't have any money to help me go through school. And I was not, I was like, I'm not bankrupting you guys to go through school. I will do whatever I have to do. So that was like my big thing. And just getting like, you know, the worst challenge of nursing school is like getting through it and like studying for the next test and like keeping yourself motivated. And I always thought to myself, what am I going to do? I can't wait to be a nurse so I can give back to people that helped me get there and like give and help other people get to like where I was. So I kept thinking to myself like, okay, but I got to finish so that I can help other people. I got to finish so I can help this person. Like this is my journey. This is my path. I got to keep going. So I think the hardest part was going through all the prereqs and even nursing school was I had to keep my grades up because I had to do it. And I actually failed a nursing class and got the opportunity to retake it, which is funny because people now never would think like, oh my gosh, but it happens. And so, you know, there's people, some of my students don't pass their exit exam the first time. And it's like, it happens. It happens to everybody. You can be the most brilliant mind ever and still have failed something. And it's okay. There's like this quote that's like, the comeback is stronger than the setback. So I kind of like say like, whatever, if you fail a class, there's people that can't pass math, but you got to do it because you got to get to that next place. So it was really challenging. And after I failed, it was really challenging to not say like, okay, maybe this isn't for me, but I still did. I got up, picked up the pieces and got up again and like finished the program. And it was actually, I failed one class away from being done, like done. So I had that class and then I would have one more and be out. And so I was like, I came this far, like, and I was like, you know what? It's a test. And it's just testing me to see that I'm making sure that I still want to be a nurse and I still do. So yeah, that was the big struggle through nursing school was just paying for it. <laughs> I got you. I'm beyond which I appreciate that you are a true hustler. That's all I heard out of that. Most kids nowadays, especially the younger 20-year-olds, they don't have that same fire. They don't have that same root ethic. So I'm glad your parents put that in you. And then sometimes your parents can try to put something in you that you don't really have inside of you. So your parents can tell you, you know, you could do something. But it comes down to the individual to make up in their mind that they're they going to do something. So I, I really, to be honest, I appreciate that fire within you. Now, you say you fail a class. I know a lot of people in today's society don't like to um, speak on their flaws. I'm on the opposite end. I like to tell about 
not only good, but the bad too, because people can learn from the bad. So um, I would like for you to elaborate on what did you do differently to pass that class once you got back into it, that test? Yeah, so I failed. It's actually funny because I work in a pediatric cardiac ICU now, but um, (laughs) I failed and I love pediatrics, but I actually failed pediatric nursing, which is, I think this is why I love it now because I went back. But I feel like I was kind of in the like lull of nursing school where I had thought I was like, oh, I passed the hardest stuff. And I'm like, I'm almost there. And I got too excited about being almost at the finish line because I had already passed the health class and I was like only had peds left and I did fine on the first test bombed the second test and I was like okay I can come back but it was just like you I think in my mind I saw the finish line way before it was there and so the second time I took it I was really nervous because I was like oh I don't want to fail but I just focused on like that class in that moment and not like okay but what if I fail or okay okay, now when I pass or like when I pass, I was just like, okay, there's this class. Like there is this class that I have to take and like, I don't want to fail it again, but I'm just in it for right now. Like I'm not looking forward because I'm a very future thinker. Like I could see my, it's a problem. I could see myself doing anything and it, I can think it all the way through. I can like tactile, like touch it almost. But sometimes I have to like draw myself back. And I think that was like my first time of seeing like, okay, you have all these like dreams and goals, but you can't get too ahead of yourself. So when I took it again, I kind of just reeled myself back in. And I, over the time between when I had to take it again, when I failed and took it again, I like looked and read and really got myself like focused on that class in that moment. And did that. I'm also superstitious. And it was the only time ever in nursing school that I registered for the next class before the semester was over. And I didn't. And I was like, I shouldn't have done that. You put the jice on yourself. Know. Yeah, you put the jice on yourself. My goodness. I was so mad at myself. I was like, you know, this is the only time I've ever done this. And now look. That's funny. Oh, man. Well, hey, everything is a learning lesson. All right. Uh, now, I want to pivot towards what you are doing today. You say you work in pediatric. Now, I want you to tell the people what your job is or what your jobs are, and then tell us the reason why you got multiple jobs. So my full-time job is at Johns Hopkins in the pediatric cardiac ICU, and I moved from the adult emergency department I just wanted to change. I am applying for CRNA school next year. So I knew that I needed to go back to the ICU. I had worked there before. And I was like, you know, I want to do something different. I want to challenge myself because I've kind of done a little bit of everything at this point. So I want to challenge myself. And I really like kids. So the unit was a brand new unit. And I applied. And honestly, I was like, they're not going to. I'm not going to hear anything. And so, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I was like, all right, here I am. Hello, apply for the job. Never going to hear anything. I applied. And the next day I got an email about like, oh, would you like to interview? And I was like, okay, I'll interview. And (laughs) so I interviewed. And then after that, they were like, oh, now I was like, oh, so when will I hear anything? Um, That's another tip for applying for a job. Ask them when you'll hear something so you can like not freak out in your mind. But 
I was like, oh, well, like, here's something. And she was like, oh, I want to offer you the job now. And I was like, me? Me? Like, me who's only, like, I've worked in adult ICUs and peds, mixed adult and peds EDs. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started working. It's been lovely. I absolutely love the peds cardiac ICU. It's so much different than an adult ICU. There's a lot of stuff that's the same. But there's a lot that's different and it's super exciting and it's kind of like reignited like nursing for me and like really something that's different that I haven't done before. So that's my full time job. And then I also teach at the community college that I went to. I don't live. I live an hour away from the college now after I moved but I still like to go back because they made me, me, like the nurse that I am. And it's awesome to go back. And I'm a clinical instructor. I do fundamentals and med surge, like advanced med surge right before you graduate. So it's nice to see students when they start and when they're about to finish, because when they start, I try to not make them the nurse that I am, but like a really good place to start and really solid core nursing skills. And then on the back end, when they're about to finish, that they can go out and apply for any job and feel comfortable and feel like they're giving safe nursing care. And so I try to teach people the stuff that nobody told me or like the things that could have made my job a lot easier as a new nurse. If I would have just known this, or if I would have just kind of like thought about knowing this and knew how important it was to know. So I do that as well. And then I also do critical care transport nursing. So, and people usually, that's the one that everybody's like, okay, yeah. And then they hear that and like, I don't know what that is. Um, So I take people, so from neonate all the way to a hundred plus. So from baby to a hundred and plus, basically, if you are critically ill and for whatever reason, if you need a higher level of care, and you need somebody to transport you and you're intubated and on drips and medications. I do ground transport. So you go by ground and you go in an ambulance and the friendly neighborhood nurse is me sitting in the unit. And I work at two companies. So I work at two different transport companies doing that. And I do that as needed. So we're on call and then we do that. Like we go out. That is amazing. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite like nursing jobs I've ever worked because it's just all your skills, like every skill that I have wrapped into one and taking patients is one-on-one care, but then you're with them for my longest transport was six hours, but you're with them and you you're keeping them alive completely by yourself as the nurse. And you kind of have to like know your stuff Because you have your nurse, you have your paramedic and the EMT, and they're all part of your team. And I like to kick ideas back and forth because I went to paramedic school. So I like to kick ideas back and forth between my paramedic and they're a part of my team. And, you know, we're a whole team on these transports. And then I also, I work at another hospital, I work at University of Maryland doing like everything, essentially being the guinea pig to go all over the unit. And then I just, just like last month, decided to actually like go for the stars and launch my critical care Casey platform, which is like helping mentoring nurses and helping them. Like I've got all my certifications. I actually don't have all of them. I still have two more that I want to get, but I want to help more nurses get certified and 
you know, like move up and also mentoring new nurses and doing like study groups. I do a lot of study groups with my students now, and I want to kind of open it up to other people and kind of help people like I feel like there's a lot that if somebody would have been there with me, if I would have had like a mentor, I have really strong mentors now, but if I would have had them when I first started, I probably would have reached these goals in half the time if somebody was there to be like, this is what you need to do. This is what you should do instead of learning the hard way or falling and getting back up. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm doing too. So I have a lot of jobs. And why do I have so many? Because I like doing stuff. So I've never had one job. (laughs) Um, Never. So through nursing school, I had six jobs. Even like when I first started, I had one job when I was in my first year of nursing. So my first year, I had one job and I focused on knowing everything I could know. And then as soon as I hit the year mark, I got a PRN job at another local hospital and did local travel for a little bit once I felt comfortable with those two roles. And then I ended up doing travel nursing at that place, like local travel for like a year and a half. And then after that, there other opportunities came in. And I was like, as long as you can work with, I'm full time at this hospital. So as long as you can work with that, like I can work with you. So and it's worked out. So. I have more than one job. <laughs> wow. My head's off to you. I tried to stay busy and, and I got two jobs and doing a podcast and school and stuff like that. I mean, my head's off to you. You got a lot of stuff going on and you are very productive. It seems like you got a mission in your mind and you are willing to put forward the effort to bring it into reality. And that's to me, the most beautiful thing in this world is having an idea and bringing it to reality. That's that basically it. So yeah. um, I want to tell you, hey, just thank you for being busy. Now, you said a six-hour transport. I'm assuming it wasn't an ambulance, or do you fly in a helicopter, or you do the ambulance primarily? How do you transport patients from one ICU to another? Yeah, so we do ED to ICU, ICU to ICU. Sometimes field, like, if a flight has to be grounded, we'll transport from there to the destination hospital, um, like where they were supposed to go if the weather was bad. So I really wanted to do flight, but my mom was like, please don't do it. So when I finished nursing school, I always wanted to be an EMT. And so I joined a fire department, a volunteer fire department. And my mom was like, that's fine. Like, we're here for that. And I was like, I want to fly. And she was like, no. And she would always say like, oh, okay, like I love this. And then when it came time, when I finally had the experience and was like looking to apply, she was like, no. She was like, please, you can do whatever. Just don't fly. Because when I joined the fire department, I didn't think I wanted to be a firefighter at all. Did not think I was like volunteer firefighter. No, nope, nope, nope. Me burning buildings. Uh, uh-uh. uh. And then I called the fire bug, like they say, and I ended up going through all these fire department classes. Um, (laughs) I even went through, like, in the process of finishing, uh, it's called FATO, which is a fire apparatus driver, so driving, like, engines. And my mom's like, that's enough. We've done enough with just that. Don't do, we can't fly. So I do ground transport. (laughs) So that's how I keep the excitement alive. And I really like it. But yes, we do ground. And that was a COVID patient. 
Usually the transports are only like two hours, depending on where we're going. But most hospitals in Maryland, you can kind of hit every hospital within an hour of each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Then. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know how you get a job like that. I'm assuming somebody own a company or a manager and they know you. And then, you know, they kind of like they reach out to you because they like you or they have observed your um, your skills. And, um, you know, you kind of get offered the job like that. That's like one of those um, jobs that's not publicly um, advertised. So, yeah, you can get it. You can get those jobs without knowing somebody. It's better. Like, you know, nursing is I wish that we were not this way. But, you mm. know, nursing is a lot about who, you know, gets you to the door, but your skills get you in the door. Right. And I wish we weren't like that because I wish that you didn't have to, some positions, I wish you didn't have to know somebody that, you know, could be like, oh, hey, manager. But that's why I never really thought networking and nursing was so important until recently. I realized it's so important. And that's the other thing is like, like I'm telling my students now, like network with people now because you want those contacts. Like half of your friends from nursing school, when you're done, you'll all go different directions. And the job you get is a job that somebody at your hospital, they may not even work in the same unit, but if they work in the hospital, they can, you know, oh, hey, so-and-so, like, hey, girl, like, hey, Tony, hey, you work here. Like, do you know somebody? And a lot of times that's like how it works. And I wish, I honestly wish that we weren't like that in nursing, that it was just like you apply for a job, but we are. I think a lot of jobs are like who you know. But transport, for me, I got lucky, so I did things backwards. I did paramedic school in 2019, so I had been a nurse for four years. That's I graduated in 2019, so I went through paramedic school because I was like, oh, if I want to do ground transport or if I want to fly, I'm going to need to have that paramedic because some states you have to have both or they encourage you to be a paramedic as well. Even though you work under your scope, it's just so that you can have both scopes. So I was like, okay. So when I did my paramedic clinical rides, I actually heard that they were looking for transport nurses at the place where I was doing my rides, where I work now. And I walked into the manager and I was like, hi, you know, I'm in paramedic school, but I'm also a nurse. And I was looking to find out what kind of experience you have to have. And she was like, well, do you have your resume? Always bring your resume with you everywhere you go to just have a copy like, oh, I can go grab it for my car because you never know who you'll meet. I met the one of the jobs that I got when I worked at University of Maryland. I was leaving paramedic school clinicals and the, I saw the assistant manager who I'd seen in a newsletter thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're the assistant manager. And it was on her badge clip. And I like started talking to her and she was like, oh, well, do you have a resume? And I was like, I do. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, you know, always that's such an old school thing, but like, it's like becoming a thing again now. Like it's better than emailing it. Cause you know, you always have your resume ready on as to email somebody as well, if you don't have it on you. But for that job, I was doing paramedic school clinicals and she read it over and said, well, you know, We'll do the rest of your rides. And all the paramedics that I rode with were like, no, she's great. So I ended up getting a job right when I finished paramedic school. That's beautiful. I'm going to tell you something else, something that I be telling. I try to encourage with the uh, nursing students that I talk to. 
I tell them to join a association. Like you, for instance, I'm going to have to hook you up with Dr. Deborah Byers. She is a co-host and Shawana. They are, both of them are CRNAs. So I'm going to have to hook you up with them. But yeah, I tell all of my nursing students, if let's just say you want to be a labor and delivery nurse, you need to go to Google, type in labor and delivery nurse association and join up and start going to the local chapter meetings. Get to know the managers and stuff like that. Because, I mean, the perfect time for you to learn who they are is when you're in nursing school. And then once you develop that relationship with them, they get comfortable with seeing you. Then they'll be more amped to hire you. So, and then not only that, you know, you do the, you can type in nurse register internship. You can go that route. So it, it's a multiple um ways you can go into whatever setting you want to go into. You just have to be open-minded yeah. to doing that. Now you said, you know, you have mentioned all seven jobs that you have. What do you do to unwind? I mean, how do you juggle your your professional life along with your home life? Yeah. So it's actually hard for me because my husband is a firefighter paramedic. So and he is in nursing school where I teach. Like he's in nursing school there now. So it's hard because, so he likes to listen to podcasts and I have a rule when we're not working. If it's a Saturday, we're not like, we can't, I can't always be on. Like we can't, when I was studying for all my certification exams, we would go on day trips, like pick some place in Maryland and we're going to go on a trip and it's going to be an hour drive, especially during COVID. The best thing that we did was we didn't get out the car, but we went and drove places, like drove to all the national parks in the state even if they weren't open, because, you know, you can still enjoy the ambiance just driving by it or to like places that like state parks that didn't have gates and stuff that like you can go there. But it's not like a beach state park that like a lot of people go to. It's like one that there's like hiking trails and we would go on like trips. And on the way, I would be like, OK, this is our time. Like we're going to study. But when I'm not working, I usually like to. I watch Hulu a lot. Like I catch up on, there's so many shows that when I was in nursing school, I like kind of like dead off. Like (laughs) I never watched the end. And so like I caught up on TV. I usually like to do things that have nothing to do with healthcare. Like usually I tried crocheting and like the needlepoint thing, not exciting enough for me. Whatever kind of like hobby thing I tried drawing, but wasn't it. Um, so most of the time it's like going out on walks and stuff and just enjoying like being outside and not being like, cause you know, you work in a hospital or you do transport, like transport's nice. Cause you're actually outside. Like you're not in a hospital all day, but I like to go out and do things and go on adventures throughout Maryland on my days off and not sit at home. And some days I like to sit at home, but for the most part, it's definitely like going out and doing things. Okay. All right, then. Since you are so, you say you are a future thinker, you know, you like to think in the future. Five years from now, what do you see yourself doing? So I see myself, hopefully, future thinking. Yeah. Hopefully in five years, like finishing CRNA school, I have a, My goal is like, I want to get in. I'm 28 now. And I was like, I want to just, I want to get in by 35 because it's three years. It's, you know, you turn around 38. It's really not that terrible if you get in by 35. 
So my goal is if everything lines up perfectly in the universe, I will be a CRNA. And hopefully still my thing is like, I want to be a CRNA, but I also want to do like some, at that point I would have like a doctorate. So like guest lecturing at the community college and doing clinical. So I'm a pretty simple person. Like I just, I like teaching people stuff and hopefully critical care Casey will have like gone somewhere by then. I future thinking me, I, everybody else sees the journey and I'm like, okay, like hopefully people care and are interested in like me wanting to teach them things or like mentoring them. So I'm hopeful that it's still going strong then. I got you. Now, um, I want to tell you, you know, while we all here, I want you to tune in or listen to episode one on our podcast, uh, Shawana Obi episode. And she got a lot of good information as to how she got into a CRNA school. And you can tune in to uh, episode 39, Dr. Deborah Byers. She got good information. Oh, also uh, Dr. Alexis. I can't think of uh, which episode hers is. I think it's, uh, it's number eight. So I got like three of them on now. If you go on the platform, episode one, Shawana Obi, episode eight, Dr. Lacey Robinson, and then episode 39, Dr. Deborah Byers. And all three of them are um, CRNA, so I can uh, link you up with them and um, hopefully they can help lead you in the right direction pertaining to you getting into a uh, CRNA school. Yeah, I'm super hopeful. Yeah. It's really helpful. I think the whole certification thing, it's been very helpful but it's like more so like that I just want to push other people to get those certs and like get there's so many like there's a lot of like DNPs and stuff that look like us there's not many like ER and trauma and this and that and transport nursing and flight nursing and even in the BCEN like list of like the superstar certified people is like it's not even there's me and there's Everett Moss and that's where the two were in. Mm. <laughs> like that's all. <laughs> I'd have heard of that name Everett Moss. Oh, yeah, he's the Paramers. That's right. Show here. Everett. Mm, okay. I had uh reached out to him one time. He was a little too busy at the time, but uh hopefully we can catch up with each other. Oh, yeah. I got to ask you. Now you have five different certifications. I want you to tell us the name of the certification and why you decided to get all of those certifications. Okay. So I'll start with the, so it's Casey Green, BSN, RN, CCRN, which is the critical care registered nurse through the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. So I got that one sort of first. But um, I got that one in March. And then I got the CTRN, which is the Certified Transport Registered Nurse. And the rest of them will all be through the Board of Certification for Emergency Nurses, like through the Emergency Nurses Association. So then I got that, the CTRN, and then the CFRN, which is Certified Flight Nurse. And then the CEN, which is the Certified Emergency Nurse. TCRN, which is the Trauma Certified Registered Nurse, and then CPEN, which is the Certified Pediatric Emergency Nurse. And then the other, the first, first test I took was my National Registry Paramedic Written Test. I took that in February. So between February and July, I finished all of them. 
I did not plan <laughs> on taking all of them like that smushed. I don't suggest it to other people. Don't do it. The only reason I did it was because I had already, I had been studying for my national registry. So backing up, I had got hurt at work last April in the first surge. And because we were so, while I was like waiting to hear, you know, how bad it was, we were still surging and doing horrible. So I had the option to go off work. But we were doing so terrible. They needed transport nurses. I was still in the emergency room. We were backed up, looked terrible. So I decided to, that could work. They said I could work in the boot. So I literally transported patients and worked in the emergency room in a, in a boot. And then I had surgery in November. And in November, I said, well, I wanted to get this certification. So I'm going to work on my paramedic. I'm going to take that test. And I'm going to take the CCRN. Like these are... And I said to myself, well, I want to get one more. So I was like, okay. So I really, the one only at that time, only 177 nurses, like anywhere had the certified transport nurse certification. So I said, if I'm going to apply to CRNA school, I want to stand out. And I do this. And I feel like at this point, I've done it for long enough that I have like experienced enough to confidently like take the certification exam. So I got like, uh, Pam Bartley does all the study stuff for all these certs. So I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, do you think this is crazy? And she was like, no, cause she has the same cert. She's all the same ones. So she's like, has, she's a certification guru for those like six. So I was like, okay. So I signed up, I took my paramedic exam first and I passed and I was like, okay, this is great. And then I took my that was like mid-February. And then I took the CCRN. I was not expecting to pass. And I saw pass. I almost cried. Okay. Like mm. I started getting emotional in the test center because I just was like, this is so hard. And this is like, was a hurdle and I passed it. And so then I took the transport nurse certification, the CTRN. And then I passed that. I had heard. So it was like a month between when I took that test in the CCRN and I had only scheduled those, but people kept saying, you really need to take the flight exam. I know you don't fly, but they're essentially the same type of tests mm. because one's flight and one's ground. It's the same test blueprint and they, they test the same thing. So I said, okay, let me just do it. And then I was going to wait and do it a week later. And people said, no, 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 you have to do it. So some people take those two tests in the same day. And I knew I couldn't do that, but I took them on a Tuesday and a Thursday. So I took the transport on ground on a Tuesday and on Thursday I took flight. And it was kind of like terrible and really nerve wracking because my results from the CTRN, they showed that I passed and people kept saying I passed, but I couldn't get the exam breakdown to see if there was anything between the two days that it's like, let me just look over real quick because I completely missed the boat. Couldn't get me any kind of printout or anything. And it was like, the result, it would be like pass, but it wouldn't come to my inbox. So I took the flight. I passed that. And when I passed that test, I was like, okay, okay, now, you know, let me schedule the CEM. And you know what? Let me schedule the trauma one. Let's do this. So then I took those two later in April and passed those as well. And then I was like, okay, like, like I don't work with kids full time. I work in the PCICU now. And I had to renew my 
the Emergency Nurses Association has two emergency classes, trauma for like adults and CP and the ENPC for pediatrics. And I needed to renew the pediatrics one. So I was like, well, I'll renew that. And then I'll maybe take the certification test. So I renewed it. And when I renewed it, they asked me if I want to become an instructor because they were like, you were great. And I was like, me? Sure. And then I signed up to take the CPEN and I passed it. And I was like, when I passed the lady at the test center that I go to, because I've wanted the same one for every test except for my paramedic. So she got used to seeing me. And so she would keep a post-it note of like which ones I had left. And she started like, when I came back in, she had looked them all up and knew about them so that she knew like more about them. And then when I passed, if you go outside, you forfeit your test. And so when I passed, she was like, oh, well, cause I was like, oh my gosh, like I just did all of these five. Oh my gosh, I just did it. And she was like, well, I need you to step outside with me for a second. And I was like, no. I don't want to know. And she was like, no, if it's me, she's like, I need to just real quick. And I said, okay. So I stepped outside. She was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And we jumped up and down for like five minutes. And then she was like, okay, let's get you all checked out so you can go celebrate with everybody. So I didn't plan on doing six exams. Well, seven, if you count paramedic from February to July, but it just kind of like fell into place where it was like, okay, I feel like I'm kind of prepared for this one. And okay, I feel like I'm prepared for this one. I had studied so hard for the CCRN and for the CTRN because they're very similar. Like the CTRN, if I had to like put it in a mix, the hardest exam I took was the emergency nursing and the the transport nursing certification by far. Like the two most difficult thought I didn't pass ones. And so I was super happy when I passed, but when I passed the fifth one, I became the 85th nurse to pass all five and have all five. And it's like funny because everybody keeps saying, oh, in the U.S. And it's like, well, the exams are global. So like of all the four million nurses on this earth, I'm the 85th one. So I'm like super happy. But it's also like, again, it's just me and effort. And there's it's just us. So, you know, you see a lot of people that don't look like the two of us doing flight and doing ground and doing, you know, trauma and everything. And so it's nice to see, like, for me, I was like, well, like I looked up to him cause I still do. I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up, but, and <laughs> him, like, you know, everybody's mentor, but I've had so many like black nurses say to me like, Oh, I didn't think I could, Oh, I, Oh, I should do this. And I'm like, you should absolutely do this. Like, Yes, if you work in all these areas, do it. And I've had people that don't that say like, oh, I want to get these. And I'm like, how about we work on getting you the certification in your specialty? There's like 145 different exams for different specialties in nursing. And I look through the list periodically just to see if anything's been added. But there's stuff for everything. There's all kinds of things that, that people don't know that exist there's one that only like 35 nurses have, and it's a certification exam that thousands of nurses could be taking, but they don't know it exists. So that's kind of my, my goal in life now is to like, I got my certs. So now how can I help other people get the certs? And I, five, don't do six to look here, y'all don't do six, seven (laughs) tests. And that was wild. And I don't think I would ever do it again. But the craziest thing is in 2020, 
right at the end, I said to myself, and I didn't do it how I planned on doing it, but in 2020 was going to be before the pandemic started was going to be, I was going to do a certification blitz in August of 2020. Mm. And with the pandemic and things shutting down, I kind of shut down studying too, because it was so hard. Like I was just working so much because the world was like breaking <laughs> So, you know, we went from doing like four or five transports in 24 hours to like every nurse at our company. There were people that we had worked together for two years at that point, and I'd never met them before. And at one point we were decompressing one of the hospitals that were like the hotspot in our state. And I saw seven of my nurse coworkers and we usually don't see each other. Like we were on rigs. Like they asked me because I'm a go with the flower. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything like to help the team work. So they were like, can you go on a rig? That's not normally a nurse rig, but we'll give you like the meds and stuff, but it might just be set up a little different. And I'm like, I don't care if somebody has to have the rig exactly how they like it. That's fine. I'm used to chaos. (laughs) So you can give me whatever rig, but I saw so many of my coworkers that I'd never seen before. So we were so busy that I just kind of dropped it off. So to then have done essentially what I planned on doing to begin with, which was a certification blitz. Like in my mind, it was already possible. Again, don't do it. I would never do it again. I didn't even realize until I posted a picture of like the certs in order, like the picture from when it gets emailed to like your managers that you passed and stuff. And they send a copy to you. And I posted a picture of it. And until somebody was like, you were busy in April, I was like, busy in April. I mean, like April's a busy month. And I was looking at it, I was like, oh, you meant I took four tests. I was like, wow, I took four tests in April. And it just became like a wheel of like, you're taking this test, you're taking this test. So the next one that I wanted um, is the CMC, which is the cardiac medicine certification. And it gets tacked on to my CCRN. And that's the only, there's one for nursing instructing, but that's like the one I haven't met the year requirements for that, which if I do great, but after the five, six, seven, really, I'm like, that's the one, that's the only one that I like want. I even, so I like jazz myself up by, and I don't have the CPEN pen isn't like right here on my desk. Cause it's still in the little packaging, but like, these are all my little like pens from passing. Oh. Yeah. So it's nice. They give you like they send you your pen. The other one, the last one's still in the package with the other with all the little things. But I kind of like I aim high. So like I have it already. When I got my CM CCRN one, I got a fancy one that you don't like, not the one that they give you mm-hmm. when you pass. But so I got this one too. So it would motivate me to <laughs> to get them. So I got all the pins before I had the cert just so that I would open up my desk drawer and just look at them and be like, okay, get back to studying. Yes. I understand. Hey, thank you for that. Cause uh, I need a little motivation and um, due to you, I was studying for my certification and just life happened and I have to put it down. But um, now that I have uh, met you and you uh, illustrated and do something with yourself, I'm going to do it. So I appreciate that. Man. Hey, Miss Green. Oh, what? You said you was one of the 85 nurses globally that have five uh, certifications. 
With that, hey, we ought to give you a round of applause, man. They take a lot of skill. I mean, and um, from what you tell me, you know, you and every are the only two that's um black complexion, uh, have black skin or uh, African American, however you want to label. So I want to tell you right now, while I got you on this uh Zoom call, hey, thank you, thank you for serving as an example, because my teacher he tell me he said something like this, uh, if you if you teach one, I can make a hundred. And what they mean by that is if when you take a picture, you look in that in that picture for someone that looks like you. And if you see somebody that looks like you, then you start believing that you can achieve it. And so that's probably the reason why the other black nurses felt like, hey, I don't know if I could have done it because they haven't really seen somebody else do it. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for serving as an example. A young nurse at that, she's only 28 years young. Hey, I can imagine what you're going to do when you're 40, 50 years old. And then I'm glad that you didn't. Most time in life, people put off things until they get older. I'm glad that you had the ambition and fire to do it now while you're young. And then pretty much serving, as, as Kobe Bryant said, no excuses. You go ahead and knock it out and uh, and go from now. So I want to tell you thank you why I got you on this uh on this platform. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I just want so many more nurses like get your certifications. It does wonders. It helps you get to the next level. It helps you get that job in leadership. It helps you move up the ladder. Like you literally get that. Get your certs if you work in med surge. Get your Certified med surge, registered nurse, CMSRN. There's so many. There's a head and neck certification, like mm-hmm. certified otolingeri head and neck nurse. So wow. if you work in head and neck, you get a certification in that. Like there's a million. There's so many. And it's like I kind of I've been really trying to get more nurses. Like I want to mentor more nurses. Like if you're interested in certification, come at me and we will find the one that works for you because there's a certification for everything and you don't have to be an ER nurse to go out and get all those certs. There's many, there's a lot. So just because you don't work, like I had some of you, Oh my gosh, I would love to be you, but I don't work in the ER. Okay. But where do you work? (laughs) Like there's a certification for it. So, and it's, it's, it demonstrates it's letters behind your name. And that's great. The, The great thing about the letters behind your name is that, before you even speak words, people look at the letters and they know that you already have like so like experience and that you've like already committed yourself to nursing. And most hospitals reimburse certification. The other reason I said don't do all six is because I did it out of my own pocket, but it was a goal of mine. So I had saved up the money to take them. But most hospitals will reimburse you for your certifications and you reap the benefits of it because you get recognized on certified nurses day you know you get to be a lot of hospitals have a plaque that your name goes on if you work in a place like i know a lot of icus talk about the ccrn but if you don't work in an icu you work with pediatrics there's a certified pediatrics nurse certification that's not the cpen because you don't work in emergency so there's all kinds of different certifications out there and you just it's the same with scholarships if you don't know that they're out there or you don't know how to look for it it's like you you close your mind off to it without realizing it so that's the other thing it's like really 
and what kind of jobs are out there. You don't, there's so many jobs in nursing. And if you don't know they exist, they don't exist to you because you're not aware, like you're not cognizant that they exist. So that's why I said like, oh, and the other thing, whenever you meet somebody, just pretend like you're anybody that you meet because you don't know who they are. I got a job once because I, I didn't know that I was the nanny for the head of anesthesiology. Never came up until later on. I knew that she was a doctor, but I didn't know what she did. So, you know, you don't know what people, people enter your life. Like even people at the grocery store, I wore a nurse shirt to the grocery store once and somebody talked to me for like a minute and a half about what they were doing and like how excited they were and how that much they love nurses. Well, it turns out she was a nurse too because she was a CNO of the hospital system. And you just run into people and you have no clue what they do. So if you just present yourself always like, hey, you know, if somebody asks you about what you're doing or you run to the grocery store and scrubs and somebody's like, oh, hey, you're a nurse. Like, oh, yeah, I'm do this. And I love it so much because you never know who you're going to encounter. Sure we were in when I was in the hospital with my students last semester and somebody in a suit came up and started talking to me and my students in a hospital that I don't work in. I just volunteered to do clinicals. So I'm just talking to the person in the suit and I'm just, they're like, oh my gosh, like you teach at Howard. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely love it. You know, my favorite thing is even though we're associate's degree, you know, we do this and we do that and we really get them ready and just chatting up a storm with this person, talking to them for like 20 minutes. And then they're like, are you guys going to stay for huddle? And I was like, oh, sure. Like, fine. And they all the suits, the other suits come around. And the guy that I was talking to, he's the CEO of the hospital. I didn't know because I don't work there. (laughs) And he's not very public, but we're chatting along. And then he gave me his card. And it's like, well, if any of your students are interested when they're done, like they're in fundamentals now, but if they're ready. So you never know who you're going to come across. And so I just am nice to everybody because you never know. And it's also just nice to be nice to people. But as well, like you always conduct yourself as if you're looking for, you, you don't know what's going to come up. So a lot of the people that I've met in my career before LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram are people that I just came across at the hospital. And I've had people after I started putting the little sticker patches on my badge for the certification, I had people walk up all the time and ask me like, oh, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. Oh, hey. Oh, you want, this is this. Let me tell you about that. Do you want to do something? Okay. So, you know, don't be afraid to like walk up, even if, you know, if somebody's doing something, obviously you're not going to walk up to them, but some of the coolest interactions I've had with people are just because I'm not afraid to walk up and be like, hi, I see that you do this. Can you tell me more about that? Or like, do you guys hiring on that unit? You know, and you never know who you're going to run into because sometimes the nurse that just says nurse, it turns out that they're the manager of the unit and they just don't like wearing the nurse manager badge. Right. Man, um, hey, I, I appreciate that. Hey, you gave a lot of a lot of gems and uh for everybody tuning in. Give some advice that you will tell someone that want to get into nursing. We kind of touched on it earlier, but I, I just want you to reiterate it. Yeah. So biggest advice is don't overspend. So just name does not really matter in nursing. Yes, it's great if you go to Johns Hopkins University. Amazing. People know. You get the same notoriety, though, if you work at the hospital. So, you know, I went to Howard Community College in Columbia, Maryland. You probably have never even heard of it unless you live in Maryland. And even then you might not have. However, 
that didn't matter when I went to look for jobs because I had a nursing license that said I passed the NCLEX, especially now. That's like the thing. Don't settle. If you're a new going into nursing, don't, and you're already, you finished everything and you're looking, don't settle for a job you're going to hate. If it's not the job that you absolutely love, don't settle for something because my first job, three months was how long it took for me to get a job. I could have gotten a job sooner, but I wanted a new grad night's position and I held out until I found one. And my manager was supportive of it and I never had to work day shift. I would sometimes after I was a nurse there just to help out, but, you know, be flexible, like be flexible when you're in clinical, always look to learn new stuff. Always remember that you, when you're at clinical, people are looking at you and the nurse that you work with could be somebody who's a manager at another hospital who just wants to work bedside for extra cash. So you never know who you're encountering. So just, you know, always hold it in your head that you're seeing somebody that matters. And even for your patients, they matter. I mean, I took care of a CNO of a hospital and didn't know from a different, completely different state, didn't know at all until later on, like they were saying like how great their care was. So people don't tell you what they do and you don't get the opportunity to like, oh, well, what do you do? You know, so you kind of have to do that, be flexible and then just enjoy the journey. I think that that's the biggest tip. Like I'm six years in again, with mentoring, I could have been somebody who applied for CRNA school at three years instead of now being at six. But I have really enjoyed being a nurse. I always thought when I finished my bachelor's, okay, I'm definitely getting a doctorate. But if I'm doing CRNA, my time at the bedside will end when I go to CRNA school. I still do transport would be something I would be interested in after, but your time as a bedside nurse, when you get your advanced practice nursing, most of the time it ends if you go into a leadership role, an education role. So do everything you want to do in nursing. There's so many jobs. Do them all. Like spend a couple years in a specialty, spend a year, spend two years, do what you love. I've gotten to do so many weird, cool jobs in the six years that I've been a nurse, because I've always been open to doing different stuff. And, you know, you don't have to work super crazy hard. The other thing is just from a money standpoint, for the new nurses out there, once you have a year in your specialty, get a PRN job. Do not kill yourself at your full-time job making coins when you could go someplace else and work PRN, especially because PRN jobs usually pay more. And if you find a place that they have contract nurses and they also have PRN shifts, a lot of times they will buy out a contract that you could take at the hospital, which is what happened to me. I was going to pick up a local travel contract and they said, "Mm -mm, well, how about instead of the middle, we cut out the middleman and we'll buy you out and pay you essentially what you would be making shift wise, but we're going to pay you $15 more an hour if you just work for us and to sweeten the pot, you don't have to work three shifts a week. You can work, you only have to work 12 shifts every six weeks. So find those opportunities. They definitely exist and find people that can help you with that because you can make extra money without extra work. Because when I worked at two hospitals, you legally, it's totally fine. I would take a big, like if I, I would never use my vacation. So when I had to use it or lose it, I would take vacation a day at my hospital I worked at and work at the other one. So you're getting paid twice. As long as you're not calling out sick someplace and working at the other place, you can do that. 
Like I would take a staycation from one hospital for a week and work at the other one. The other days that I was took the vacation. So, you know, just think like you big tips are like the scholarship money. Don't put yourself in debt if you don't have to try to aggressively pay it off, like live under your means and like get yourself something when you pass nursing school, when you get that first paycheck, because for me, I was like, this is the most money I've ever had in one check. I didn't have to slam them together to, to like look at it and then hand it off to somebody. This is my check. I'm looking at it. And I bought myself something nice. Mm. Buy yourself something nice. It doesn't have to be a car. My first big purchase was a massage chair, like which doesn't even seem like something you would buy. But, you know, I, that's what I bought. I invested in my back early <laughs> and buy good shoes. Oh, my gosh. That's my biggest tip for nursing school. You don't have to buy like clothes. Like those are expensive. They're great shoes, by the way, but they're very expensive. But buy something that you will be comfortable in that still meets the requirements for clinical and do that. If you find a clinical instructor that you really feel like you connect with, you connect with their journey, stay in touch with them. See if they will be open to mentoring you. See if they kind of like will take you under their wing and help you get to where they are. Um, I had several of those people. And if you find somebody like there's plenty of people if you're in the emergency trauma and you're looking for certification, like Pam Bartley is like the, she's the it. She is amazing. She's incredible. And if I didn't have her and Shante Harris, who she's like one of the, she does CPR classes in Texas and she teaches for ENA as well. And she's just incredible. But if I didn't have those two and Everett and other people in my corner, like I don't think I would have gotten here and know what to do now that I'm here to help other people. So, you know, and just be ready. Like my biggest tip is like, you be thinking of how you're going to give back to somebody that has the same want, drive, aspirations that you have, but they just need somebody to pull them up. So just be ready to pull somebody up. That is beautiful. I hope everybody tune in. I hope they catch all of the stuff that you were saying. I'm going to be honest with you saying a lot. But for my experienced ears, I can hear everything and I can digest. If somebody just take one thing out of what you just told them, they're going to be blessed and highly favored when it comes to them jobs. And, uh, you know, and getting into a setting that you want to you wanna get into. That's that's the biggest thing in nursing. It's no reason for any nurse to feel like they stuck. The game is so wide open. People be feeling like they stuck on med surge. I'm like, Mm-mm, you ain't stuck. You just got to reinvent yourself. You don't have the right mindset to re- reinvent yourself. Once you reinvent yourself, oh man, you're going to feel like you can conquer the world. And med surge opens up every single door. Like I started on a med surge floor. And from med surge, if you can handle six people, you can do ICU, you can do ED, you can do this, you can do that. You can do any single job in a hospital. Because if you can take care of six people without quitting, (laughs) and even if you you feel stuck, you can get out and do other stuff. Like people with med surge sell themselves short. Like if you do med surge or something else, claw out if it starts to get too much, because there's a billion other jobs that would love to have you because they know you can manage time and sell yourself for that job. Right, right. Hey, Miss uh, Miss Casey. We're going to try to go ahead and get you on out of here. Man, this has been a great interview. Man. So I like to ask some quick hitters at the end of every show, just so people can uh, get to know you on a more personal level. Tell me, when you're driving in, all five or six of your jobs, who do you like to listen to? 
So I do not look like it, but I actually like metal. So mm, I like, listen to Slipknot on my way to work. That, I was going to say that, but I want you to give your own answer. I saw on your profile, you had actually took a picture of uh, you was at a concert at Slipknot. You said somebody, you got a chance to listen to your favorite song. What's your favorite song by Slipknot? So it's All Out Life. And there's a couple like that are just good for like going into work. And I always laugh at the TikToks that are people like when they go into work, because that's kind of like how I am like up loud and everything. Right. And it's kind of funny because then, you know, it's either that or it's like I'm listening to like Earth, Wind and Fire. There's no in between. Right. <laughs> it's either or. I got you. OK. So uh, you kind of mentioned this earlier. What were some activities that you like to do during COVID? So before the ankle injury, I would run. I was uh, doing running a lot, doing powerlifting. After, it's a lot of walking. Walking and swimming and doing like arm exercises. And that, and just going around and seeing the state, like that's the best thing, especially when everything was closed. So you saying Maryland is a beautiful state. I have never been. Yeah, if you go to visit Maryland, you can actually see all the different like yeah, every state has their thing, but like it's their Instagram page. And it's like, you know, we have all this, the Chesapeake Bay and all this stuff and Old Bay Crab Cakes football. That's what we do. But, and we Baltimore, like that's what we do. Like Baltimore right. is such a people, people on the outside. Baltimore is a beautiful place. And I love working in Baltimore. I could never work anywhere else. And I tried and failed because I love the city. I love Baltimore City. It is like a second home to me. I was about to move to the city, but the taxes are too high, so I had to go. But mostly that's where me and my husband spent most of our time was like in Baltimore. That's beautiful because my favorite team is the Baltimore Ravens, and they better go ahead and re-sign Lamar Jackson so we can go Look. ahead and go to the Super Bowl. Look, yeah. I like the Washington football team. How you going to like yeah. Washington but grew up yeah, in Baltimore? Are- Cause I'm from I'm from Prince, gorgeous Prince George's, and that's what oh I okay you you from Ashley DC all right my dad is from DC don't it's only Washington or nothing okay all right I understand I understand all right name one thing that you would tell your younger self breathe you will get there <laughs> stop planning so much you will mm. get there mm. okay very okay. future thinking. <laughs> Very future thinking. Okay. All right, then. Well, uh, name one nurse that should be on our show. And if you name them, you got to help us get them. Okay. Definitely. I will say either Pam Bartley or Everett. And I will try to work on both. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, you work on both of them and uh, we'll go from there. I appreciate your time. Man, you dropped a lot of information that um, I needed to hear again from somebody else and then for those that didn't know i'm sure they they gonna learn a lot from you and from this interview i just want to tell you thank you because um most times it takes three or four episodes to get all of this information out to the people and so um i just want to tell everybody to um tune in to all our episodes um this was a great one and um guess what You've been locked into another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game Podcast.